summer 2021. It was a beautiful summer here in Ontario, but now fall has arrived with lots of rain and a real unpleasant chill in the air. I promised to tell you about our visits to Stratford and other events that took place in August. Things are changing in the COVID department in that fully vaccinated people now have freedom to go into restaurants, hotels, concerts, golf clubs, a myriad of other things. And I'm now swimming in my public indoor pool. After a fairly sedentary summer of recovering from my surgery and infection, I'm back to activity and enjoying my newfound liberation. The golf course has been in excellent condition and I hosted an annual luncheon and golf event that honors and thanks former captains and presidents who volunteered their time to serve our club, Islington. There was a lovely lunch that I organized with Chef Tim and our catering manager, Jennifer, and our house manager, another wonderful Jennifer, did very pretty floral arrangements for our tables. It was a delightful afternoon, albeit a bit chilly, and brilliantly, chef substituted hot tomato basil soup for the originally chosen gazpacho. The Arctic char was perfectly cooked, and for those preferring meat, a small fillet was offered. Both were served with terrific root vegetables, a yummy salad, and flourless chocolate cake for dessert. The wine flowed. I had to speak, so I limited my consumption. It was super to be indoors albeit at specific tables because of COVID rules. And after we sat down, we could take off our masks. Yes. Best of all, the club treated us to this feast and our inimitable head pro, Phil, who always has a wonderful sense of humor, was in attendance. Of course, by now, if you've been following my blogs and podcasts, you know that I love food and my life revolves around it. Well, almost. When I swim, I think of recipes and meals that I want to serve. And even without guests, I plan our daily dinners with pleasure. Charles and I also love to go to wine and food tastings and are always on the lookout for appealing ones. At my club, a delightful evening was planned for only 24 guests. We invited our closest friends, Liz and Vouter, to join us. The theme was California dreaming, with sea-colored decor outside on the patio with menus and wines all reflecting this. It was a gorgeous evening. We dressed up and were in a party mood. We discovered our new favorite, Rosé, Angels and Cowboys, enjoyed wines from Sonoma County and the Napa Valley. Charles and I did a bike trip years ago to this fabulously scenic area of California, and we both still have a love of the wines inspired by that trip. The meal included ravioli with whipped ricotta, tuna tartare, veal tenderloin with wild chanterelle, and panna cotta for dessert with peach beignet. And the peaches were glorious this summer. Again, Chef Tim outdid himself. I've been busy recording my book, Aria Song of a Life, for Audible. And one of the first things I talk about was my love of food. Even as a child, as young as eight years, I always liked preparing food and would do so one day a week. So please understand my obsession. Stratford Festival is one of my favorite events of every summer. Sadly, because of COVID, the summer of 2020 was quiet. But with restrictions, there was a limited season this summer of 21. There were two large tents constructed with open sides and had a capacity for about 50 people. And there was a stage, of course. 
I booked two cabaret shows, Shakespeare's Dream, a shortened version of Midsummer Night's Dream, The Rez Sisters, a play by Thompson Highway that originally was performed in the 80s, and Three Tall Women. It was a mixed season, as I will explain, but first I should tell you that we love going to Stratford and staying at the Bruce Hotel. It is a charming, elegant place, and I'm sure I've written about it before, but the chef, Brandon Clemens, is simply extraordinary. We try to save an evening just for sampling his tasting menu. The only mistake we made was eating lunch in the bar. The soup was so good, a lobster bisque followed by fish, that we didn't have room to enjoy every morsel at dinner. The pictures of one of the dishes is included below, but the creativity and originality was simply wonderful. We also chose the wine pairings. Some of the dishes included a spring pea tart, caviar in a fried taco, bison, foraged fiddleheads, blackened salmon, maitake mushrooms, and wagyu beef. All small portions, but still enough to stuff us up. Fortunately, dessert was summer berries. A memorable evening. After which, we returned to the room we almost always book. A bit disappointing this summer as a large tent was constructed outside our room's patio and the view was spoiled. This tent served as a performing space and it was understandable in the COVID climate that this was useful to the city. The good news is that it will not be there next year when we return. I'm a bit crazy and went all over the hotel to find a room that did not have this view, but that was a futile quest. We would put up with it on our second visit. I know it sounds spoiled, but it's just so appealing to wake up looking at space, hills and flowers, not a tent. Back to the performances. Our first was a cabaret show called Can't Stop the Beat. All the performers were excellent, as was the band, but they sang with music on stands in front of them, which to me is an insult. Learn the music and the dialogue as this is Stratford after all, doesn't matter where it is, learn the music. There is always a barrier when performers have music stands. The set was tacky and there were no costumes. At least they could have worn black. There seemed to be no direction. Frankly, I was disappointed in the low standard. Stratford has always had the highest quality theater. We did see the dream at another tent near Tom Patterson. It was terrific, full of fun and hijinks and very well acted. The Res Sisters was also presented sorry, under a tent and was incredible. I'd seen this show years ago in the 80s when it was first presented, but in today's atmosphere, a look into the life of Indigenous people was perfectly timed. See my previous blog, Beautiful Province, Part 2. There I discuss the horrific tragedy of the residential schools. The acting was compelling and the story of a group of friends who wanted to go to the big city for a huge bingo game is in turns funny and sad. On a return visit, we saw a short performance of a tribute to Candor and Ebb by Ryan Hines. It was a review of sorts and really quite an ego trip for the flamboyant Mr. Hines, who moved well and acted just fine, but absolutely had no voice and could not sing. The music direction by Mark Selby was terrific, and I wish Mr. Hines could have equaled that. 
we really went to see Lazaridis Hall in the Tom Patterson Theatre, so it was worthwhile. And we actually accidentally noticed our names on the wall of the lobby because we helped out with the funding. We had booked the three tall women for a return visit. This Edward Albee play starring Martha Henry, Mamie Swetler, and Lucy Peacock was on our must-see list. We went to Stratford to have lunch at Mercer Kitchen before the performance. And while we were enjoying it, I got a phone call from the development officer at Stratford to tell me that the performance was canceled as Martha was not feeling well. We were to see the last preview before opening, and I assumed she wanted to save her energy for that occasion. I then heard she was suffering from a cancerous tumor on her spine and was in a wheelchair, but was determined to perform. We booked another show date as I thought this might be her swan song, and indeed it was. Her performance was riveting and poignant as it was about a sick old woman dying. Each cast member was incredible, and even though the play was divided in two parts, one at 3 o'clock p.m. and one at 7 because of COVID restrictions, it still held a spell over us, and at the end, everyone stood up and extended an ovation. I was breathless after it was over. Martha's performance was something I will never forget. Two weeks later, I was informed of her death just before the news went out in a media release. Tears were shed for this great artist of 83. Much of her life spent on the stage thrilling audiences and recently thrilling us. This seems to be a food theme blog, so I will tell you about another tremendous experience. We booked the Allura Mill for an overnight. Amazingly, you can go away for a day and overnight and then return and feel refreshed as if you've been away a much longer time. The town of Allura is just over an hour from Toronto, so an easy drive, and one can choose to take a less popular route like Highway 7 across the countryside rather than choosing the truck-laden 401. Allura is a charming town and worth a visit. The mill has always been the centerpiece and the hotel is simply beautiful with every detail just so. We arrived mid-morning and it was a glorious day. We found a fun spot for lunch called the Friendly Society, a very casual but cute restaurant. We ate downstairs and had enormous salads which accompanied our dishes. Charles a Reuben and myself a smoked trout tartine, both tasty. After lunch, we wandered all over town and noted the many papier-mâché sculptures everywhere. Must be some sort of fall allure art thing. We went into many stores that had totally charming wares for sale, and I bought some gifts. We headed over to the hotel and met Chris Parsons, a charming man with whom I had made our reservations. Our room was ready, so we headed up to it and were more than pleased. Before I booked, I noticed, noted that every day in the summer, as well as the fall, was taken. So we arrived on a Tuesday for our midweek break. The room, well, sweet, really, was gorgeous with a huge terrace. I think it was was called the Terrace Suite, overlooking the Allura Gorge. It wasn't warm, but we went outside to have some bubbly that had been offered to us in the room. There was a fire pit and we got it going with the help of a porter. How lovely. We could see the pool and spa. Naturally, I had a bath in the sumptuous tub. We dressed nicely for dinner and went downstairs to the kitchen of the restaurant to enjoy a tasting dinner at the kitchen counter, right in the middle of the action. 
and What a Dinner It Was by Jonathan Gushu. One highlight was a rack of lamb with the bones cut off, served with fresh peas and natural juices. Another was squab with foraged mushrooms and wild grape vinaigrette. We also sampled oyster tartare with BC coho salmon and creme fraiche, and onwards it went until dessert of semifreddo and roasted plum. Many of the wines were Spanish and delicious. It was fascinating watching the chefs in the kitchen, making everything from scratch and also making dinners for the diners in the restaurant. That time where there's a space between my little talks is because I am moving through all the pictures that I have posted. Breakfast in the morning was part of the package and we sat in a window overlooking the running gorge water. I had lobster and scrambled eggs. Charles, the Miller's breakfast with eggs, bacon, and the usual fare. All good. We then headed home, the lovely slow way down country roads. Our wallets a little lighter, but our pleasure quotient nice and heavy. We're making the great migration to Florida next week, so it will be a little while before I get a chance to tell you about some fabulous concert experiences we have heard in Toronto this fall. Stay safe and be happy, Ricky.